Robert Johnson is known as the king of blues and the granddaddy of rock and roll, influencing some of the biggest names in music from Bob Dylan to Eric Clapton. Johnson's life is shrouded in myth, and fans have filled in the gaps with even more myth. Legends say that he sold his soul at a crossroads in Mississippi to gain his legendary guitar skills. Which is fitting, since rock and roll is considered by some, both derisively and as a badge of pride, to be the devil's music. I'm Tracy S. Norris, and I am not making this up. Johnson was born in Hazelhurst, Mississippi, and grew up in the Mississippi Delta region, living at various times in Arkansas and Mississippi. There, the people, the culture, the river, and the land form a symbiotic relationship that gave rise to the Delta Blues. The river flooded the land, the land became nutrient-rich, which led to growing cotton, and then slavery, and then sharecropping. In the days before TV, the music that the people in the Delta played as a diversion was a strange marriage of white folk music and African work music with its polyrhythms and tonalities. The regional variation in the Delta favored the slide guitar. It says in the Bible that wherever two or more gather, so there am I. In the Delta, wherever people gathered to hear the blues, a juke joint sprung up. Though what went on in those juke joints wouldn't have been considered biblical by the local preachers. And there, in those juke joints, musicians like Charlie Patton and Sun House made the rounds with their guitars. And also in those juke joints, a young man named Robert Johnson occasionally made an appearance. The legends came later, in the 60s and 70s, as Johnson's work gained a following with white audiences. Those legends say that Johnson was a terrible guitarist, that he vanished for a month, and when he came back, suddenly he was a virtuoso. So good, in fact, that his talent had to have been supernatural. Then there were the voodoo references in his songs. Crossroads, Hotfoot Powder, Hellhounds, and Graveyards. There were other blues musicians like Tommy Johnson, who was not related, and they had legends about them that they sold their souls. So the story was already out there. So in the minds of a romantic audience, why wouldn't Johnson have sold his soul? Now the truth is that as a young man, Johnson was already pretty good with a jaw harp. That's a harmonica, for those of you who don't know. And in between living with this or that relative while attending school, Johnson stayed with other musicians and learned while sitting next to them on porch swings, playing along with them in cemeteries, not because he was selling his soul, but because that was the most peaceful place to play if he didn't want to be interrupted. His talent grew, and within a few years, he started supporting himself as an itinerant musician. Now, Johnson kept to himself. Most people remember him as a nice guy and a good guitarist, but they don't remember much else. Between the travel and the retiring personality, there isn't a lot of meat for biographers. Maybe that's why even people who knew him fill in the gaps with legend. They knew him, but they didn't know him well. Plus, you gotta admit, it's a pretty good story. The music culture, particularly the culture of rock and roll, absolutely loves Johnson's story. Johnson lived fast, he loved women and booze, and he died young. Accounts vary as to why, but possibly he was poisoned by a jealous husband. 
That's practically the template for a modern rock star. The Devil Story adds the romance, but a Mississippi Delta tent revival preacher might say that the devil probably wouldn't have had the to buy Johnson's soul. Because between the music, the women, and the booze, he probably already had it. Thank you for listening to I Am Not Making This Up. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, pretty much all the other directories now, so subscribe. If you like what you hear, leave a review with your preferred podcast service. That's how other listeners find us. For more bizarre stories that I didn't make up, and some that I did, go to my website, tracysmorris.com. I post something new every Monday. You can also subscribe to my newsletter and check out my short stories and novels there. And if you have an improbable history topic you'd like me to cover, please drop me an email at author at tracysmorris.com.